Connected Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, here to talk all things coasters, theme parks, and even more, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast. My name's Marcus. Oh, wait, that's wrong. My name's Jack, and I'm sitting here with my friend Chris. Chris, how's it going tonight? Hello, everybody. Going well. Ready to give you this delayed episode because, you know, we just we have other stuff other than this podcast that we do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Life is busy, as always. Yeah, we'll start off with some shout outs. I'll start it with Brian and Megan, our friends up in the Northeast. Jack, you can take turns since you get butt hurt about it when we don't. Yay, Klaus, our friend out on the West Coast. Mikhail, the 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 Brit who's now Canadian. Love you. Chris's birthday buddy Kelly, who will get shout outs later on in the show. Mm-hmm. Allison's book, of course. Hashtag Allison's book. And those drunken fools over at TDR and the Buzz Bars Coaster Club. Mm-hmm. We're so enthusiastic tonight. I love it. We'll, we'll get there. We got a lot of stuff to cover on the news this week. <laughs> we, we do. I'm sure this is going to get interesting really quick. Yeah, we're saving up. Um, we, we missed a lot of news. We had a couple of weeks where nothing seemed to happen, and then we take a week off, and as you know, it always works out, everything happens. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest one... It's got to be a Fury 325 go crack crack <laughs> and uh, is now in the process of having an entire support replaced. Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of a crack and I guess it had been there for like a week and then eventually it just completely broke off just from the a, support. Yeah, just, you know, just Not a wee little crack and whole thing it'll get fixed nobody got hurt um and i'm sure they'll pay even closer attention from now on but Mm -hmm. i think it's been a little bit blown out of proportion oh 100 percent has been blown out of proportion i understand why why people like you know freaked out a little bit it's 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 scary looking but nobody got hurt yeah because my my favorite thing about this whole debacle is the number of coaster enthusiasts who all of a sudden have a PhD in structural mechanics and understand steel and metal fatigue to a level to be hyper analyzing the support and posting YouTube videos about the support. I'm not calling anyone particular out, but there's a lot of people who all of a sudden knew everything there was to know about metal manufacturing. And as someone who's around that stuff day in, day out, I don't even understand what the heck's happening. So I'm just curious as how everyone else does. I don't know. But at the end of the day, like we said, nobody got hurt. And it's getting fixed. I'm sure they'll pay better attention now. The Mm -hmm. spot where the crack was was like right on the weld line. So I can understand why it kind of blended in a little bit. And it would have been hard to see. And even then, small cracks happen all the time. I don't think it was expected for... for, uh, it to literally break like that. Um, so they'll probably yeah. pay better attention and it'll all be fine from here on out, but it's, yep. they're replacing the support with a new one. And the new support is going in tomorrow for us to today. If you're listening to the show, the day it comes out, like they're putting the new support in. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, it, it's kind of, it's, this is essentially, you know, like wood, wooden roller coaster, needs a piece of wood replaced just on a much uh, grander scale because, you know, you need a crane rather than, you know, a, a hammer. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a big difference. Uh, so that was definitely the, the biggest thing, but honestly, there are like three other pretty big size things on this list. Mm-hmm. And the next one is top throw dragster two is continuing to have more and more work done. Yeah. So there's, New Zamperla track. We know it's a Zamperla now. Like, there's no... Yeah, like, we've seen the Zamperla tags on shippings, and the track looks like Zamperla track, and the supports look like Zamperla supports. It's Zamperla. If you still think it's Intamin, I hate to break it to you. Yeah. Um, 
But then the other interesting thing is that the paint, they are not slowing down on the paint. They're like already at least a third of the way up the top pat on the track. Um, I don't think they've started the supports yet, but they're not, they're not wasting time. Yeah. They're, uh, they're doing some of the more boring stuff right now. They're getting the, the lower down sections. I'm, I'm excited to see that spike to start to go up. That's going to yeah. be it really sets in. There are rumors that they want to have this ride testing before Christmas so that they have as long as possible to work out any like kinks with the software or the swing launch or whatever it is. So I'm not going to be surprised at all because honestly, the spike is going to go up fairly quickly. It's just just big crane lift all the pieces in the place. Yeah. So I won't be surprised when at the end of the summer they announce that Iron Dragon and Ruger Snooze aren't going to be open for haunt this year. And then the big old crane shows up the next day. You know, I hadn't thought about this and just, just kind of dawning on me. What are they going to do with capacity, you think? You think it's just going to be one switch track and they can run like two trains? I've heard it's going to be a dual load station. I've seen rumors that it's going to be a dual road load sense. station. Um, so I was at Cedar Point and looking at it, they have dug a substantial amount of ground out underneath the station. So my pipe dream is that, you know, the stations are on either side and the swing watch sends the train flying back through the middle of the station up the spike. That's like my ultimate pipe dream. Yeah. Will that actually happen? Probably not. But yeah. Related to this, and I didn't even add this because I didn't think about it, but um, the woman who was hit by the flag plate uh, uh, is suing Cedar Fair because apparently they've not reached a settlement almost two years later. And so she's suing Cedar Fair for something like five or six million dollars when it's all said and done. Hmm. That just kind of hit the news today as well. So throw that <laughs> in there. the dragster stuff. All the dragster stuff. Okay, we can move on to uh, Jeffrey Siebert and all of his goodness as they've started working on Wonder Woman at Fiesta Texas uh, improvements. I'm not so sure exactly what they're doing. I don't remember. I think Jack would be better educated. They are getting new trains for the ride. I know that, but I'm not sure. I think they're doing a mechanical systems overhaul as well, just to improve the reliability of the coaster. They are getting new trains. Um, I'm not sure if the new trains are going to be... I'm not sure what the new trains are going to be like exactly, because the gauge for the prototype track versus the gauge for the Gen 2 track is different, so the trains obviously can't just drag and drop so don't know what's happening with that i've honestly not been keeping up with it um yeah that much i just know it started so if you're going to fiesta texas don't plan on riding wonder woman for a little bit yeah we'll just have to wait and see what happens but it's it's always good news when uh the park goes in with a major overhaul and siebert seems to be the king of those so shout out him and fiesta texas yep now We'll move down here to my home state of Florida. SeaWorld is getting another B&M. Because why not? This is going to be a multi-launched family coaster. And from everything that we've seen so far, it's going to be a prototype, I think, right? I mean, it has to be. There's nothing else like it. Unless it was the wing or the invert, which is not doesn't seem to be the case they've done the family wing they've done the family invert this looks like it's going to be a sit down from everything we've Mm -hmm. seen so i I mean technically pipeline is also a prototype and it seems to have gone off without a hitch i mean it had some issues but i mean nothing compared to most prototypes and that that's what i was about to say is last time SeaWorld added a prototype i wasn't a huge fan at first and I was wrong. It's a really, really good ride. Now, this probably won't do that because it's going to be a family coaster. But, I mean, I'm a little excited to see what it's going to be like. It's going to be something different. Um, 
I think the theming opportunities here is really cool. I heard some rumors that it's going to go right past the actual penguin enclosure. So you'll be able to see the penguins on the ride. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm look, I'm never going to complain about getting a new credit with 45 minutes from my house. So when it opens, I'll definitely have to go check it out. Um, and I'm sure it's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, I'm, again, super intrigued by the fact that they're going with B&M for this because... They've just fallen Like, you, you've just opened two Intamin jet ski coasters at two of your parks. So I would expect that versus B&M because I just... I, I don't know why, but something just tells me that the Intamin jet ski coasters are cheaper than the B, B&M prototype. Yeah. But at the same time... B&Ms are so reliable, it kind of makes sense. Especially for Florida. For for Florida, for Orlando. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm really intrigued by this. And like Chris said, like the theming opportunities are going to be awesome. Um, it's a part of the park that I, at least, have never spent much time in at all just because there's nothing there. So it's going to accomplish yeah. that, distributing people in the park better. Mm-hmm. Really, I, I'm interested to see... I'm right. interested to see the end result. Yeah, and the 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 Intamin um, quads, like we know what they are, so I'm definitely more excited for this than I would have been a quad, because mm-hmm. you know we're gonna get something different. We don't know what it's gonna be like. If we were getting a quad, I probably wouldn't be too excited because I've done Wave Breaker, and we know how they feel. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm excited to see it get built up. I think this is a ride that could probably be opening early next year since it's relatively small footprint and B&M knows what they're doing. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens. And now we take our attention to the West Coast, to a park that I never planned on going to, but now all of a sudden I will be going as soon as possible once this ride is open. Universal Studios Hollywood, Family the Ride. Yeah. I'm currently watching the expected POV of this coaster. And I'm going to let Chris go first while I watch this again. It's it's going to be a Fast and Furious themed Intamin LSM multi-launch. Rumored to at least have portions of it spinning. I don't know about the whole thing, but it at least portions, if if they go with that, if nothing has changed since what we knew before. Um, and it's going to be right on the hillside. It's very Velocicoaster-esque, I would say, but also a little bit of Helix if it was made by Intamin, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And then if it spins, top, top, top five, probably at least. Um, at least. And also, like, the theming opportunities here are going to be great too, because as terrible as the ride is here in Orlando for fast and furious, they, they did the queue line really well. So I, I think they know what they're doing and how to theme for fast and furious, at least do that with a massive coaster like this. It's going to be really, really good. Like really good. Yeah. So, I mean, this layout is so strange compared to most, (laughs) most coasters because i mean it really does remind me of helix especially like right out of the station that airtime hill you got going down the hill like that screams helix to me and then you've got all of these weird like like with more drawn out inversions which does make me think that parts of it are going to be spinning Mm -hmm. and then you've got all of these funky launches because none of these like there's not really like a straight launch. It's like, they're all in like the dips. And so it's just like, you're constantly gaining speed as the ride goes on. It utilizes the train absolutely incredibly well. Um, I, I, it's like Chris said, I think I've actually never done fast and furious in Orlando because I refuse to put myself through the torture. Um, but the theming I think is has the opportunity to be absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. And I just, yeah, I think this thing's going to be awesome. And like I said, I've never been 
Like, it's never been a park I'm like, oh, you know, I got to go there one day because I just don't have that much. And now I'm like, hmm, I want to go there really, really bad. I mean, they've already been doing some stuff that made me want to go a little more, but not enough to actually get me to. Like, when they updated their Jurassic Park uh, water ride, it looks really cool, their new version. They have their Mm -hmm. own mummy. They have the backlot tram. And now you do this, this pushes it over the top where I, I next time I'm in California, I have to go. Like, yeah, this no way I wouldn't. This takes it from, oh, maybe one day to whenever I'm in California next. Yeah, exactly. So that's really cool. We know what, the, like, they know what they're doing with Intamin. They, they've made Hagrid's. They've made Velocicoaster. This is going to be good, too. And I mean, they're working with them on... At how to least, train your dragon. yeah, at least how to train your dragon that we know of, which is the coaster. I'm most excited for an Epic Universe hot take, but have you looked at that dueling coaster? Though? I, like, I, I know Mac is not as good as Intamin, but it's huge. I have, and I'm very excited for it. But just how to train your dragon, like that, the, the they're getting me with that one because I know what the IP is gonna be. I got you. The thing about the dueling one is that the last, like, when you think of dueling coasters that are modern, the only thing we have that even is close to that mock is Twisted Colossus and the way it maneuvers. And that's in my top 10, handily in my top 10. So, I mean, I think you can make an argument for West Coast Racers. Okay, true. You could. But this is bigger. This has more, I'd say the elements are more similar on this to Twisted Colossus than West Coast Racers. Some of the transitions are seem more RMC-esque than that thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like, uh, like pure bit. coaster, I, I am sure that the dueling coaster is going to absolutely obliterate how to train your dragon. I just think it's, it's like comparing Velocicoaster to Hagrid's. Like, they're yeah. both epic in their own regards obviously right. hagrid well, is overall like honestly the better like experience because of how crazy themed it is which is what i'm expecting with how to train your dragon that's what i will say is you give the how to train your dragon ride a couple of powerful launches and you give it Terran theming and we'll talk we're, we actually have like a conversation mm-hmm. you know so we'll see if if they do it all to the max on that ride with all the theming. Um, and they give it a little bit of a kick. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll be really good. I don't know if it'll be as good as Hagrid's, but it'll be good. So we'll just have to wait and see. Okay. We got through our news. That was like a week and a half or two weeks of, of stuff built up. So now we've got ride of the week back. I mean, there was one. There was one other funny news story. I didn't put it on there, but I just have to bring it up. The fact that a duck got stuck on the Millennium Force train. Did you see that? No. Yeah, there was like a duck that got stuck on the Millennium Force train behind the seat, and apparently some lady put it there. It was like her emotional support duck. <laughs> so, um, oh my goodness, Fury three two five had a crack, and Millennium Force had a quack. Is the duck okay? I have no idea. Let's, hold on. Let me see if I can find this. Oh, no. Uh, poor duck. Please be okay. I'll feel <laughs> terrible if it's not. I was. I saw that. I was like. I was like. Am I high or something right now? Because this is like. This seems like someone photoshopped it, but no, they didn't. Because <laughs> it was the funniest thing. Hold on. I have to find this. It was. Because I've had that like thought in the back of my head before it's like what would it be like if like an animal rode a roller coaster like what would they think of this and yeah oh yeah here it is here it is (laughs) i'm sorry this is this is so outlandish it's hilarious oh my goodness it is a duck i really <laughs> hope it's all right well like look scroll to the next picture and look at the lady carrying it 
Okay, hold on. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, I guess it survived. I'm a, is that on the exit ramp? Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. So the duck did end up okay, I think. Good. Good for the duck. I'm glad he survived. So yeah, well, that th- there's your last news story. There was a duck that ruined Millennium Force. I, oh. I mean, that duck's got a higher credit count than any other bird. Let's yeah. Yeah, good for him. I hope he had fun. Anyways, <laughs> right of the week, we've been doing coasters that we haven't ridden yet and kind of just talking about expectations and uh, what we think they're going to be like. So we've already done Ride to Happiness, Flying Dinosaur, Hakuge, and Nemesis. What's left is DC Rivals, Ijanaika, Karnan, and Boardwalk Bullet. So I have the wheel up. And Spin the wheel. Do, 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 do. And we are going to get. We're going down under for DC Rivals. Ah, I've been looking forward to this one. Okay. That big old pink thing. Pepto Bismol the Ride. (laughs) Pepto Bismol the Ride, sponsored by the Joker. Yeah. Let's see. Is that where I want to put it? I'm like trying to debate. Does it go there? Or there. I mean, you can already see where I put it. I think it goes there. Okay. So, this is the massive mock hyper coaster at Warner Bros. um, Australia. Don't ask me the actual name of the park. I don't really know. Um, I can't spell. I haven't watched a POV of this in a while. So let me find a POV. Do you want me to start? Sure. Okay. So DC Rivals, uh, on paper, it looks awesome. Like everything about it, the twist and drop, non-inverting loop, big airtime hills, bunny hills, uh, rapid transitions, obviously it has a mock train, so it's going to be comfortable. And then it has the backward seat. And the backward seat... If we're talking about the ride with just the backwards seat, it's probably like number two or three on this list for which one I would anticipate most. But we're not just talking about the backwards seat. So my thing with DC Rivals is I haven't ridden a just basic sit-down mock that absolutely blew me away. Like Copperhead's the only one I've done it, so I'm a little bit tentative. I did like Copperhead. I didn't love Copperhead. Um... And I've also never ridden a Mach Hyper. I don't know how it will ride. Mocks aren't really known for being the most intense. They definitely can be. I don't know if DC Rivals will be that. And to me, it just screams a ride that on paper looks really good and not a lot of people have ridden it. And all those people have it in like their you know, top 10, top 25. So it feels like a bit of an exclusivity thing. So I don't believe the hype as much as some people. I think it'll be really good, but I don't know if it'll be top top 25 or top, you know, whatever. Um, back, I think the backward seat probably would be, but you got to look at it as a complete ride, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. on my list, I put it at six because it does have an awesome layout, does have a cool theme, does have the backward seat. Um, I just don't know if it will really have the force that some of the other rides on here have, will, will will have. Like, I know they'll have, you know? Yeah. So for me, this was always a coaster. Uh, I always joked about making this my 500th, which, um, spoiler alert, that didn't happen. Um, but since this coaster first opened, I've always wanted to go down and ride it. It looks... To me, it's the layout on paper and the POVs I've seen of it just look ridiculously good, especially if it's moving fast. Um, And because of that, it's always been in my top bucket list coasters. Um, I think overall right now it's in like, it's still in my top five bucket list coasters. Um, 
I love the layout. I think I just everything about the layout looks awesome, and I think that's the biggest thing is that there's not an element on the ride that looks bad to me. And so for that, it gets my number three spot overall. So right now I have Ride to Happiness at one, DC Rivals at three, Flying Dinosaur at four, Nemesis at six, and Hakuge at eight. Um, and I think, I mean, we've said this, but I'm going to say it again. Like, all of these coasters, like, are fantastic. It's just kind of like personal preference. Like, if I had to pick one, if I could ride any of them, like, which one am I going to first, second, third, fourth, last? Um, that's kind of like where I'm at with how this list was curated. Yeah, I got you. I don't know. I mean, it does look perfect, but it, I don't know. For some reason, it just feels like a trap to me. Um, that it would be a little bit disappointing. Just because mm-hmm. mocks aren't known for being that intense unless it's Ride to Happiness, really. Like, even their other bigger rides... Helix isn't known for being the most intense thing in the world. Time Traveler is not the most intense thing in the world. Um, so I question it a little bit. I'm sure it will be great if I ever get to ride it, but I'm, I'm going to go in with lower expectations. Yeah. So let's see. My list right now, Ride to Happiness is my one. Flying Dinosaur is two. Hakuge is four, Nemesis is five, DC Rivals is six. So that's how mine's looking right now. And we have, and let's just, we'll have Ijanaika, Karnan, and Boardwalk Bullet left at mm-hmm. this point. So yeah. mine is like, it's so hard. Like, I know, again, like, ah, oh, these are all such good coasters. But we'll talk yeah. about the rest of them later. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's my turn to talk for a little bit. And Chris gets to ask questions and ask opinions and tell me I'm wrong about things. He is. So I went on a little road trip, which is why we took last week off. Um, and the whole kind of point, idea, the how the whole thing was born was... I was tired of having a four for the first digit of my coaster count and decided that I wanted to change that. So I went on a little road trip to ride my 500th coaster. And I succeeded. It was the ride I wanted it to be. Spoiler alert, if you've been living under a rock, it was the Coney Island Cyclone. We'll get to it in a little bit, though. Um, so we did this trip over, like, hold on, one, two, three, four. We did, it was four days to do all these parks. Um, minus the last one on the list, but we'll come to that in a second. And so I went with my friend Andrew. We uh, kind of just road tripped it. It was like 2,700 miles of driving over five days. It's it a lot of driving, uh, but we rode a lot of coasters. So we started out day one uh, doing the Cedar Fair Parks of Ohio. So we did Kings Island, woke up. Drove up to Kings Island. We rode in Vertigo, Chris's favorite coaster at the park. Banshee, Adventure Express, Orion, Beast, Mystic Timbers, and Diamondback. And got the heck out of Kings Island. Um, And Vertigo was fantastic. Best ride in the park, of course. But real talk, Adventure Express, the theming improvements they've done to that were incredible. I hadn't got to do it since it reopened. Um, Orion, fantastic in the front and the back. And yeah, it's just awesome. Uh, Beast is running actually really good this year. Of course, day trend ride. So eh. Mystic Timbers is probably my biggest disappointment so far with coasters overall this year. Cause I think it's for the first time, it feels tamer than it's ever felt before. Hmm. Um, like it doesn't have quite the same, and the 2018-2019, it felt, like, out of control. And it doesn't really feel out of control anymore. And I'm not sure why. Hmm. I'm not sure. Well, hopefully it warms back up. But I'm, I'm not going to believe that right now. Don't slander about my Mystic Timbers. I love that thing. I, I'm not the only person that has this opinion. I know. I don't care. It's fine. I love it. It's, no, I'm not denying. It's still a great coaster. It's just... 
last fall and this spring summer so far it's just not been hitting quite the same for me um hopefully i'm gonna be up there probably a little more frequently this fall so hopefully it warms up a little bit uh yeah uh diamondback repaint looks gay yeah, great they're continuing to repaint it it looks fun anyway on the cedar point i love how for the last several months i've been like i'm not going to cedar point until top Thrill dragster reopens guess what i did <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um we went to got to cedar point we made it into the park we did val raven gatekeeper raptor the wild mouse millennium force steel vengeance and maverick twice in three and a half hours on a that's sunday good. in july that's really good yeah, it was it was really crazy. This whole was that a Sunday or a Saturday? Hold on, let me think. That was on a Saturday. That was on a Saturday in July. I take that back. The whole theme of this trip was we planned this trip because I this was the week I was able to get off work, and we kind of went in just knowing you know Fourth of July weekend, Fourth of July week. It's going to be crazy. Parks are going to be busy. We'll just deal with it. And the crowds weren't there at any of the parks, even on the 4th. Like, none of these parks were busy. Huh. Um, it was so weird. I'm, like, very thankful and very happy that's how it worked out. But it was so weird because, you know, I'm just like, oh, it's holiday. It's like the holiday. And this just wasn't that busy. But, yeah, so Cedar Point, fantastic. Biggest disappointment was we didn't get a re-ride on Millennium Force because it went down from, like, 9.30 to, like, 9.50, and we were back by Maverick. So we had to make the call. It's like, do we rewrite Maverick or do we go to Millennium Force and Hope? We opted to rewrite Maverick. And then, of course, as we're going up the launch, first launch, we see Millennium Force testing. So we're like, nah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that was when I got to see Dragster in person. The Wild Mouse, that was the first plus one of the trip. Honestly, very surprising how good it was. I mean, it's yeah. a Wild Mouse, but it was so much more fun than i expected it to be very smooth the spinning was fantastic um like it's a very good wild mouse so i kind of hope some more of these new ones pop up because they're really good good, good um yeah it's it's a it's a good fit it gives them something they kind of didn't have gives them another family option which that park needs more stuff for families i know it's a thrill park but you always need stuff for a family yeah so uh and then we finished out day one we drove over to cleveland got our hotel for the night and we woke up to what would be a theme for the next day and a half which was rain lots and lots of rain and we drove to waldemere water world and oh boy was it a water world <laughs> um I've ridden a lot of roller coasters in the rain. I've ridden most of the coasters at Cedar Point in the rain. I've ridden Orion in most of the coasters at Kings Island in the rain. Most of the coasters at Carowinds and Dollywood in the rain. None of it comes close to riding Ravine Flyer 2 in the pouring rain. Because it felt like I was being waterboarded. That's how thick the water was coming down. And you think that covered bridge does something to protect you? Let me tell you, it does not because it leaks. And all of those, the framework for that bridge is just coated in water. And so the water's dripping off that. You're not getting like the little small raindrops. No, you're getting these huge fat raindrops smacking you in the face as you're going 60 miles an hour. That being said... Ravine Flyer 2. That is, might be the most, uh, it's up there. It might be one of the most underrated coasters of all time. Like, I think everyone who's ridden this thing sleeps on it. And everyone who hasn't ridden on it needs to prioritize getting to it. Because that layout is nothing but raw power and ridiculous speed, and I don't even know half of what it does because I couldn't see. It was raining so hard. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Well, 
as somebody who also has ridden Ravine Flyer 2, the, the first half is power. The second half, no. Now, because you rode it in the rain, probably it was flying, which, mm-hmm. yeah, I now I wish that that would have been my experience. But it, it slows down a lot in the second half when it wasn't raining. Um, I loved the first half. And then you get back onto the other side of the road. And it slowed down a lot. Like there were still good moments, like that bigger drop where you bank sideways and go down the hill a little bit Mm -hmm. on the other side of the road. That was awesome. But the rest of that second half was like just just ran slow. Didn't really feel powerful. Maybe a little bit of floater here and there, some whip. But uh, I think you experienced what I hoped to experience. And I was just like a tiny bit disappointed. It was really, really good, but a little bit disappointed. didn't make my top 25 or anything, but it's a good ride. Yeah. And so at this point, like Ravine Flyer 2 was always the coaster in the trip that I was like, this is going to be the top rated coaster for, or new coaster for me this trip. And it's, it held that for about a day. <laughs> uh, we'll get to the coaster that dethroned it. But yes, we did Waldemere. We ended up, we did get all the credits there. The rest of the park, eh, they're all fun. They're nothing special, nothing to write home about. Comments Grove, really charming. It is really charming. We That was the first drive we did when we got there. It was really charming. Um, but I think we were there for less than an hour and a half. We were both completely waterboarded to the point where we like had to literally change every single article of clothing on our bodies because we were drenched all the way down to our underwear. It was that wet. Like, and I had moist, like water wicking shorts on and that did nothing. Like they were still soaked. I actually threw that pair of shorts away. They were so wet. Um, and the shirt, the only reason I just did not throw every piece of clothing on was because I had my wildfire shirt on and it's not like I can just easily <laughs> replace that shirt. Yeah. Um, I am actually, I'm wearing my Waldemir shirt right now. Actually, this is what I threw on after I got home from work today. Um, I would love to go back to this park though, when it's like not pouring rain. So one, I can see the view cause we could just maybe see like 20 feet out into Lake Erie. So we could barely see the view at all. And then also it looks super charming. And so I would love to just explore that park some more and do a lot more of their dark rides and flat rides and stuff and try their food, which looked good. Um, so yeah, Waldemere, I will be back. Hopefully, if not this season, for sure we'll be pairing it with a Cedar Point trip next year. Um, then we went on to the next park of the day, which is Darien Lake, which was super surprising. Might be the most surprising park of the trip because I had so much fun at this park. Tantrum, their Gerslauer, with what we started with, so much fun. All of these small parks need coasters like that. That was so fun, so smooth. We rode it twice because they were. It was the, that was again. Park was dead, so they were like, "You just want to re-ride?" We we're like, "Yeah!" So we just hopped in the back row and rewrote it. Super fun. Their SLC is garbage, but it is pretty. Mind eraser. Viper, super surprising, fun arrow. It's a custom layout. Um, has a has a bat wing on it, which those arrow bat wings just kick all of the butt. John Mike um, sent me videos of it going through that bat wing and the back row just looks insane. Oh, let me tell you it was. Yeah. It was amazing. And then it's got like some fun, it had like a fun tunnel I didn't know about. So that was cool. Um, really smooth, honestly. Reminded me kind of, of a, it was a lot like, it felt like Viper and Vortex had a baby. Hmm. And that baby never grew up. Um, and then Moto Coaster, which is their Zamperla like steeplechase, fun, definitely better than Pony Express at Knots because it actually does more than just you know launch, turn, turn, break. Um, then this is what was really weird is when you're back by Moto Coaster, it's like okay, well we'll continue around to get to the Boomerang, which is like the next logical coaster to get to. You actually like leave the park and go to like in this like downtown Disney, but six flags area and they stamp your hand. And so you're walking and there's like shops and a bar and like a restaurant and a concert venue. And then you go back through security 
and back into the park, like a half mile around the park. It was so weird and so cool. It was, I was like, so we're not in the park anymore. And they're like, yeah, no, you go back in the park down there. And it's like, all of the locals are like completely unfazed by it. And here I am walking around. Like it's like revolutionary or something. It was really funny. Um, so then we're going to get to, so the next thing we wrote was the boomerang. And I've decided that after I hit 500 credits, I was swearing these things off for the rest of eternity because I've reached the point where they make me sick. Yeah. I cannot do those loops backwards anymore. Something I can do in vertigo all day long, but I can't handle the sit down loops on the boomerangs anymore. And even in vertigo starting to get to me, I will be honest. Like I can't ride that. Like it's crazy. Like used to, I could probably have ridden vertigo multiple times a day. Now it's like my, I get one ride a day. That's maybe it. But like boomerangs, I rode the one at worlds of fun. That one almost ended my day. This one was like, pain inducing one great escape was pain inducing and andrew did not have the jolly rancher remix credit and i just flat up told him if you want to ride it you're riding it by yourself because i won't do it um but yeah so boomerang was painful predator surprising has voyage train so you know i just kind of pretended i was on voyage for a couple minutes yeah. um titan track is good it's really smooth on that one i don't know how the heck they got it right on that and wrong on a ground up coaster they built themselves <laughs> um it's honestly it's a lot of fun it was much better than expected um i mean it's an old wooden coaster by dan so yeah it, it was you don't expect decent. much rights did mm-hmm. and then of course the star of the park the superman where technically it's just ride of steel nowadays Oh, yes. It's better than Six Flags Americas, and that's, that's saying something. I know it's hard to believe, but, like, those, the airtime is, like, just that much more violent going over those hills. Um, and it's also better setting because the first the drop, the first turn is over the water. And I kid you not. I think if the like, I think if I had just leaned just maybe a little bit farther to the left side of the train, I could have had my hand in the water. Hmm. And that's me. I don't have the world's longest arms. You could probably have had your whole hand in the water. Because um, then, as you come around towards the first hill, like the weeds start growing up. And I mean, I'm not joking when I say I grabbed a reed at its base and the weed was like up to the top of my arm. That's how long it was. Just like grabbed this thing and yanked it straight out of the ground. It was awesome. And then, yeah, it's got my favorite thing in the world straight track on a roller coaster. You knew I was going to love that. And then, yeah, that, that second hill is just like rolling thunder El Toro send you to the moon. You're not coming back level insanity it's incredible um i i would recommend darren like i will i would go back to that park if they put another coaster of note in i would go back willingly um then i had probably my biggest screw up as a coaster enthusiast of all time our hotel that night was in syracuse new york and we were both really hungry we hadn't had much besides like some fast food at this point on the trip. And so we were like, let's go to a Texas roadhouse. And so I plugged in the nearest Texas roadhouse and it was in Rochester, New York. Now what park is in Rochester, New York? Which one is it? Fantasy Island? Seabreeze. Seabreeze, that one. I did not know or remember that it was in Rochester, New York. And we made it to Rochester at about 7.30 and they closed at 9.00. I did not realize that Seabreeze was literally three minutes from where we were until 8.45. Oh, my gosh. That is the biggest screw-up I've ever had on a roller coaster You didn't have trip. messed up your 500, though. No, I could have ridden my 500 earlier. Oh. Because yeah, like, it, it was one of those situations where I needed pretty much every credit at Coney Island before I could ride Cyclone. So. Gotcha. Missed out on the sea breeze credits, but it it would be really easy to pair that park because it's only like an hour from Darien Lake, so it'd be really easy to pair that when I go back to Darien Lake eventually. So, not the end of the world. The next park we went to, though, I have no intention of ever going back to. 
And that is Six Flags Great Escape. Oh, what a park. What a park. Um, their mine train's atrocious. Their arrow corkscrew's atrocious. Their boomerang might be the best boomerang I've ridden, unironically. And then uh, Comet, is that what it's called in the back? Yeah, yeah the one. It is really cool. It's fun. And then I did not know the history of that coaster. Do you know the history of that coaster? It, uh, some of the wood was used from uh, what something beach, something. I've... The structure and parts of the track are Crystal Beach Cyclone. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what I was trying to so say. So I did not know that until we were there and they had like signs up. It was like, wait, so this was the Crystal Beach Cyclone at one point. It's like, yeah, it's like, okay, that's pretty cool. It's fun. Um they won't let you ride the kitty credit and the bobsleds have been closed for what seems like an eternity. Mm-hmm. I don't really care to go back just for the bobsleds. Um, so unless they get something really crazy, which I highly doubt they will, it's really far up there too. Like it's, there's nothing. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a track. It's pretty. I will say this. It's a very pretty location for a park. Um, Cause you're in upstate New York. You've got the uh, Northern end of the, Appalachian Mountains are running through that part of the country, so it is very pretty. Um, but then we started our trek down to good old New York City to go to Coney Island, which is, yeah. So we made it. We actually drove all the way. I, the traffic was crazy because it's New York City. It was the 3rd of July, so everyone that's going for the 4th is getting into the city. So it kept changing how we were going and it finally decided and it took us um, across the George Washington down 9A, which is on, that is the highway that runs on the west coast of Manhattan Island. So I drove the entire length of Manhattan Island all the way down past One World Trade Center under the under the uh, bay, across over into, the, into Brooklyn, took that road around and we got to Coney Island and parking at Coney Island is an experience, let me tell you. Because there's like two parking lots that you can pay to park in, and then the rest of it's kind of free for all street side parking. Um, so yeah, we got there. Our first stop was the one, the Dino's Wonder Wheel. So the, the thing about Coney Island is it's actually like multiple different parks, vendors, vendors operate like they're all crammed into one. So you have Dino's Wonder Wheel and Luna Park. So Dino's Wonder Wheel owns the crazy Ferris wheel, and then they also own the Vacoma um, family's thrill coaster, um, inverted family inverted coaster. Yeah, it's I think it's called like Dragonfly, right? Yes, but better. Yeah. <laughs> so we did the Wonder Wheel first. That thing is hilariously fun. Uh, I've not done the one at Disneyland or at DCA, but I imagine it's better than the one at DCA because um, you could see. Obviously, the Atlantic Ocean was on our left. You could see down here Manhattan off on the right. You have all of these crazy rides around you. There's a minor league baseball stadium that had a game going on in front of you, so we're watching baseball from this thing. Um, yeah, it was awesome. And then we did the um, family thrill coaster, or the family thrill coaster, whatever they're called. Um, family suspended. That thing. Really, really, really fun. It's, I mean, it's as smooth as Dragonfly, or the layout's a little, it's a unique layout. Um, and again, there's so much happening around you on these rides that, like, half the experience is just, like, looking around. Um, at this point, we were we got there at, like, 5.30, and all these places are open till midnight. So we took advantage um, of the sunlight while we had it, walked around, took some photos, and then... Andrew was done with his camera. So he was like, I'm going to take it to the car and find a restroom. And I'm like, cool. I'm going to cross something off my bucket list. I bought a $20 ticket and went and watched two innings of baseball and took photos at my top bucket list baseball stadium in the country. Because even though they're an affiliate of the New York Mets, as much as that pains me, the team is called the Brooklyn Cyclones. So the team is named after the roller coaster. And the backdrop to this theme park or to this baseball stadium is Coney Island. Like all of the rides are the backdrop. So it was super cool. Got to take pictures from inside the baseball stadium. 
of roller coasters operating while there's baseball being played. It was super cool, worth it. And then, yeah, we started the cred run. Um, so this is like a Zamperla showcase park. So a lot of the rides here are Zamperla. Um, actually, I think almost all of the coasters are Zamperla. Their log flume family coaster combination, which is like what they just opened at Lost, or not Lost Island, Adventureland in Iowa, is fantastic. Um, it's super smooth, super fun. The log flume portion of it looked awesome. We didn't do that, but it looked awesome. Uh, they have a Valair. It's painful. It's about all there is to it. They have a Moto coaster, so we rode two Moto coasters on this trip. Coney Islands is better because I think they just take a little better care of it. Um, what else? They have a wild mouth, a spinning wild mouse. They have a Thunderbolt. Yes, Thunderbolt. Not as bad as everyone. Like it was actually really fun. I it did rattle and chatter a little bit, but it really wasn't that bad. Um, I I really enjoyed Thunderbolt. I mean, we only rode we only rode everything besides Cyclone once, but I would ride it again. I thought that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun to take pictures of too. And then yes, the the star of Coney Island, the Coney Island Cyclone, celebrating its ninety sixth year. I've ridden almost every classic coaster in the country. I'm missing the ones at Seabreeze, and I'm listening like Leap the Dips. But as far as like the seaside coasters come, I've ridden most of them. And the one at Belmont is fun. Santa Cruz fun. They're all ruined for me now. Because they kind of just meander and give you a view. Cyclone is one of the most violent coasters I've ever ridden, in a good way. So it's running four bench buzz bar trains that the the restraint is basically just like miles off your lap and you're sitting on like a couch it feels like and then the back car it rivals skyrush's first drop it absolutely sends you there was the point in time in the night where they had to pause the operations because a girl busted her nose the airtime was so violent it flung her forward into the seat in front of her and she busted her nose this, I mean, this coaster is just ridiculous. I And it's so smooth. It's so aggressive. The laterals are stronger than legend. It's got some of the strongest airtime I've ever felt on a coaster. And it's almost 100 years old. I There's literally nothing else like this ride anywhere I've ever experienced. We ended up riding it 13 times. I still have bruises on my hips from the laterals. Um, I I really don't know what else to say about this coaster except the fact that it's fantastic. And if you've not ridden it in the last couple of years, because apparently up until the last couple of years, the track work was absolutely atrocious and it ran like garbage. But then they poured a lot of money into it. They've got it retracked now and it runs insane. I was blown away. I was not expecting this to be my favorite coaster on the entire trip. I like I wanted it to be my 500th because it was going to be it's like oh that's super cool it's super historic and all that and it's like the it's America's roller coaster and walking away from it it was my favorite coaster on the entire trip. Hey, your experience is your experience, but some of those are very outrageous claims, and I'm not going to be surprised. When it drops down in like a couple months, like all your other newly ridden coasters do. So we'll, yeah, we'll see. see. We'll see. Well, anyway, so we watched some, they had some fireworks that night too. It wasn't the actual 4th of July, but we did watch some fireworks at Coney Island, which was pretty cool. And then right as we left the park at midnight, the sky opened up, poured rain on us our whole drive to Philly, made it to Philly, slept, woke up the next day, and we headed on to Hershey Park for the 4th of July, bracing for the worst, the holiday crowds, which just didn't show up. Our longest wait of the day was for Candemonium at an outrageous 15 and a half minutes. Um, and yeah, so we started off with Skyrush. 
and I had Andrew had never ridden Skyrush before, so I put him in back left and watched his soul leave his body. Uh, it was fantastic. I will say my morning ride on it was not as good, but once we reached our afternoon evening rides on it and it was cooking, I remembered why that coaster is called Thigh Crush. Um, and I did actually get to experience Thigh Crush, not because the restraints were painful during the ride, but because we got stuck on the brake run for 15 minutes. That was when it started to get painful. Mm-hmm. Um, finally got to re-ride Storm Runner. That was my first time riding Storm Runner since 2017. Fantastic. Just as good as I remembered it. Um, Lightning Racers are a ton of fun. Great Bears are a ton of fun. What else did we ride? Candemonium is still the worst being in Hyper. Um... Let's see. Oh, yeah, there's this little thing called Wildcat's Revenge. Um, yeah, that, that, that happened. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about Wildcat's Revenge. There's parts of it that are more aggressive than Airy Force 1, I think. And there are parts of it that are less aggressive than Airy Force 1. And it's going to get compared to Area Force 1 because Area Force 1 is like 35, 40 minutes that direction. And I ride it all the time. Um, so I will say it's the best pre-lift section of any RMC. It's really fun because it's got the, like terrain, like twisty turnies and all that. Um, first drop, forgettable. It's an RMC first drop at this point. The underflip, absolutely forgettable. Did nothing for me. Um, I got two rides on it, one in row 11, one in row 12. So I didn't get a front row. Take that how you will. The float, the long airtime hill was awesome. It reminded me a lot of Zadra's floater hill because it's like flowjector. It's not like punching you, like sending you soaring out of your seat, but you're not in your seat. You're just kind of like existing there as the train guides you. Um, and it does like the weird like twist out thing before it does the wave turn the wave turn did nothing for me because it is so fast it literally just like pops you out and then you're back in your seat it's not like lightning rod or outlaw run or even twisted cyclone where you actually get good sideways like experience for a while it's like you literally get up there you pop out your and then you're back in the stall was very similar to Guazi's. It's fun, but it's really fast. It doesn't really feel like you stall out at any point. This is where the ride started to pick up for me. You get that next like breaking wave turn, which is better than the first one. Then you get the double down, which is epic and violent. The two zero G rolls with the overbank middle are awesome. And then you get the ending, which is insanely violent. You, it's kind of like these off-axis hills that are all turning to the right to get you back lined up with the brake run and the entrance into the brake run is really screwed up and kind of hurts um so really after the stalls where it picked up for me and i really started to enjoy it the first half was kind of forgettable just didn't feel like it was executed as well as it could be and i think that really just comes down to the the layout they had to work with more than anything else because i've talked to joe about this coaster um, I think he's the, everything we talked about. He's like, this was the layout. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It came in at my, I think I put, came in at my number six spot overall for RMCs. Um, one is of course, wildfire Two airy force one. I think three was, what was three? No, I'm wildfire Air force one. Zadra. Zadra. There's Wazi three. And Outlaw and, Run. And Outlaw Run. You have it over Steel Vengeance? Yes, I do have it over Steel Vengeance. Um, and then I would put I'd put Untamed in the seventh spot. And Untamed is the ride I think this is most similar to. So if you have ridden Untamed, that's what I compared Iron or um compared. Um well, Catch Revenge to. It's a lot of fun. Um I would like to get some more rides on it. Don't know if it's going to happen this year or not, just due to some scheduling stuff. I don't know if I'm going to get back to Hershey like I thought I was going to be able to. Um, but I'll be back eventually. I forgot how much I love that park. Yeah. We did end up leaving Hershey early 
Then we headed up to Dorney Park. We got to Dorney Park at 925, got two front row Talon firework rides in, and got a Hydra back row night ride in. Talon is my favorite invert that I've ridden almost every other invert in America since I rode Talon last, and I've ridden some of the major ones in Europe now. Talon is still my favorite invert. I stuck by that since 2018 when I wrote it for the first time and finally got that like confirmation that I wasn't like going insane with how much I yeah. love Talon. Um, and then, yeah, so that was kind of the end of our trip. We drove back home and then I did the most insane thing I could do. I got on a plane and I flew to Denver and I went to Elitch Gardens. <laughs> uh, so Elitch Gardens was not part of the cred run, but I have, I did do that on Friday. I was out there playing clarinet at a convention with my school and I had some free time, so I checked into Elitch. The place is terrible. Um, the arrow was closed. The half pipe was closed, and they wouldn't let me ride the kitty coaster. The arrow is the only ride there I would want to even do. That's I, I know. That's that's what sucks. And what's even worse is the train is sitting up there. Like all they needed to do was send someone up there to work the dang thing, and I could have ridden it. That's what really sucks. Um, and like I don't ever want to go back to this park is the thing because it's it's yeah it, it it's there um their slc is terrible their boomerang is terrible i remember how i said i was going to swear off boomerangs until after you know i was like i'm gonna swear them off until i'm like close to a thousand and then i go ride one for like my 505th credit i'm like well that didn't last long yeah. um I will. I was planning on skipping the boomerang, but when you paid, you know, forty five dollars for a ticket and yeah, then twenty more dollars for close. a locker, and half the rides are closed, it's like okay, I'm getting my money's worth. So I was like, I'm riding the boomerang if mm -hmm. it kills me. Twister three storm chaser coaster, whatever it's called, was actually really fun. They've done a lot of work on that recently. There's like lighting effects and tunnels and lots of theming in the queue. So that was a lot of fun. Um, it's very, it's, it's nowhere near as good as Twister at Knobles, but the layout's very similar. I got you. And yeah, that was, uh, that's my cred running and all of that. So I'm officially at 505 coaster credits now. If things are going as they look like they're going, I'll probably be close to 800 by the end of next year. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, sucks that the arrow was closed. That really, yeah, that hurt. It, it hurt. Um, I've been spited by two of those now. I've been spited. I got spited by the one in Kansas City last year. Got spited by this one this year. I'm like, am I ever going to get to ride one of these things now? Sucks. Um, Wildcat's Revenge. Yeah. Parts of it sound kind of like my perfect rmc and how it's a little bit different and how there are both crazy parts and chill parts which sounds more like something i would like but then the fact that the ending is the most violent part which is my biggest problem with air force one might just throw that out the window so we'll find out soon though i'm writing it very soon um mm -hmm. i'm interested i didn't really go into it too crazy because i was kind of saving like us debating things about right. it until you've written it. So yeah, I'm hopeful though. And I'm also hopeful that there's no crowds there. Like your day was please. You know what? Right. I'm really looking forward to writing it. at Hershey again. Which I know you probably don't care, but it's, uh, I, I forget how much I like great bear. And then whenever great bear pops up in my head, I'm like, that is a really good invert. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. I've actually never done Great Bear in the front row, and one of these trips, I'm finally gonna do it because I've been. To, this is only my third trip to Hershey. It's one of those parks I feel like I need to go to more often, but it's just it's just far enough up where I can't like reasonably weekend trip it because it's like eight eight and a half hours, and so it's like just like it's just at the range where I'm like I don't think I can realistically do this in like a weekend, right? Um, I will say, yeah, you you do it's have like the, you do have the sweet life. It's like my eleventh or twelfth home park now for reasons. Oh, I just made a terrible pun unintended. Oh, huh? 
I said that you do have, you do kind of uh, have like the sweet life. And I was like, mm. yeah. I was like, I, I, I was, I was making really bad puns the entire time we were there. I was like, I thought I was done, but apparently subconsciously I'm not. Yeah. I'm excited for more chocolate. Yeah. So anyway, that kind of wraps up my trip report, which also wraps up this week's show. Next week, we have Mr. Bryant from Coaster365, now on YouTube and Twitter and Instagram. All the stuff. All of the things. Mr. Influencer. So I'll try to remember to put a thing up so that y'all can pester him with questions. Mm -hmm. But I make no promises. I'll try to remind Jack. Chris will try to remind me. We'll probably ultimately fail. Probably. Yeah. And then... Chris has trips coming up, so that'll be fun. Yeah. In a couple weeks, I am going back to Hershey. Most likely, not a guarantee, but probably Great Adventure. And might talk a little bit about SeaWorld, too, because I plan on going back soon. Um, to give you a proper pipeline review and also Icebreaker with no collars, since I haven't done that yet. And maybe yes. the mind blower. I might. I don't know. I might just have a lot of scattered stuff around. He y'all. might go on the Florida coaster trip, even though he lives in Florida. Yeah, we'll see. So, we will see y'all next week with Bryant. Thank you for listening. And Do all uh, of the things yeah. that we tell you to do that you know and we don't feel like saying. Mm-hmm. You know what we're talking about. All right, see ya. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Twisted Travelers Podcast.